Can you imagine what your life would be like if you never worried about anything? What would that even look like? What would you look like? I bet it's kind of hard for you to do because most of you probably can't even remember a time in life when worry wasn't your constant companion in some way. Now, maybe you don't like to use the word worry. Maybe that sounds too harsh. I'm not worried, I'm just concerned. But we all feel this, right? In fact, worry is such a part of life, we've almost turned it into a positive quality. Worry is what you have to do if you want to accomplish something in life and become great. Somebody's got to think about the future. Somebody's got to take care of things. And so you worry about the future. You worry about the things that you have to do. In fact, when I ask you what your life would look like without worry, you probably got some negative images in your head. You imagine someone who just sits around all day being irresponsible without a care in the world. Someone who's detached from reality and what's really going on. Because if you don't worry about some things, you're not very productive. And who wants that? That won't lead you to the kind of life that you've always wanted. But at the same time, you hate the fact that you're worried all the time. Worry is what leads you to the fear and anxiety you struggle with. Worry makes you do a person who can't really enjoy the moments and the people in your life. Worrying makes you angry and cranky and short-tempered, keeps you up at night and won't let you rest. And all you really want is just a few moments of peace and contentment. So here you are, stuck in the middle, stuck between the longing for a mind that is quiet peaceful and this worry that feels like you need to drive you to take action and achieve and get things done. But it's not just you, it's in me too. And throughout this video, we're going to discover the secret to a life without worry. Because here at Community Christian Anywhere, we believe that even though life can be difficult, complicated, and stressful, the life Jesus offers us is one full of peace, joy, and rest. And throughout this video series, we've been learning how to live this life by looking at Jesus' most famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount. And in this sermon, we've seen that the rich and satisfying life Jesus offers is one where we abandon the pursuit of a great life that often leads us to a life of stress, anxiety, and worry. And instead, we embrace His life of goodness, a life where we learn from Jesus what it means to love everyone always, just as He loved us. And no matter who you are or what you even believe about God, I believe this life is possible for you because no matter what you think about God, I believe he can't stop thinking about you. He's for you and he only has good in mind for your life. And throughout this video, we're gonna explore what that life looks like. Hi, my name is Nathan and welcome to Community Christian Anywhere. So I actually did some thinking back on my life to try and see if there was a time when worry wasn't a companion to me in some way. And you know the truth is, I can't think of a time. Even in the oldest memories that I have, I can see that worry was always there with me. Like when I was a little boy in school, I worried about not finishing my teacher's assignments. I worried what would happen to me if I said a bad word. I worried about being teased by other kids. As a teen, well, I worried about zits, if my clothes and my shoes were cool, if my hair was styled right, I worried about what girls thought about me. I worried about grades, GPAs, and SAT scores. 
I worried I would choose the wrong college or the wrong career and wind up broke or in a miserable job for the rest of my life. Then as a young adult, I worried about doing all the adult stuff, you know, like paying bills, rent, taxes, insurance. I worried if I would ever find a girl who would love me and want to spend her life with me. And then when I did, I worried that she might get bored with me and leave. I worried we might never bring a healthy baby into the world. And when we finally did, that worry went away. But it was replaced by another worry. Oh crap, I'm a dad. I'm clueless. There's no way my parents were this clueless when they had me. Now recently, I went back to graduate school and I'm feeling the worry of turning in assignments on time and writing papers. In the past, I've worried that I'm not a very good pastor. I worried about writing this message about worry. <laughs> So, what exactly are we doing when we worry? See, worry is basically living in a future that hasn't happened yet that I cannot control. And it causes me to miss this present moment, which is the only place I can live in joy and peace and gratitude. Worry is it's like a stomach that's never full. You know, no matter how much you feed it, it never says, oh, that's enough. <laughs> Worry's sneaky. It attaches itself to everything you deal with. But you should know, Jesus hates worry. He hates what it does to people. He hates that it makes us small and selfish and timid and angry, how it steals joy and kills dreams and wastes our day one hour at a time. But please don't miss what I'm about to say. And this is very, very important. Jesus hates worry but Jesus loves worriers. So if you worry, Jesus has great compassion for you. Now, I know some of you here today may suffer from chronic worry, anxiety, or even panic attacks, and maybe you've been made to feel like it's all your fault. Maybe other Christians have said, you just, you just need to have more faith, which just makes you feel worse, right? And let me just say, I would never presume to understand how you feel or what you go through, but this I can say with full confidence, God knows and God cares. And these words I'm about to read to you from the lips of Jesus, they were not said to add to the burden that you carry. In fact, it's just the opposite. Jesus wants to lighten your burden. So please remember, as we read what Jesus teaches us about worry, all those things that I just said, so, here's what Jesus says. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So. Don't worry about these things saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and 
He will give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble, it's enough for today. I just love the way author and speaker John Ortberg explains what Jesus is describing here in this passage. Because what Jesus is talking about, it's living life beyond work, living one day at a time. So think of it this way. We all live at the intersection of the past and the present. Everybody has a past and we all look back on our past. And we remember the past with really one of two attitudes. We either feel regret or we feel gratitude. But at the same time, we're all looking forward to our future. We can either look forward with hope or with fear, anxiety. But here's the thing. The only place we can find God is here, this moment, right now, in the present. See, regret causes us to live in the past. Fear and anxiety makes you live in the future. But God calls us to live with Him in this moment, right now, looking back on the past with gratitude, looking forward to our future with hope. So, so this line illustrates how we are creatures who live in time. But we're also creatures who live in space, and that's what the vertical line represents. And again, we live in the intersection of two worlds. Uh, up here is where our inner world is, and that's your thoughts, your mind, your emotions. Down below is where our outer world exists. And that's the world that God created for us to live in. That consists of nature, God's creatures. Most importantly, consists of other people. And God invites us to live right there in the middle with Him, where our inner world meets the outer world. And here's how God invites us to do that. See, we live in our inner world, in our minds, with peace. In fact, the Bible says, may the peace of God guard your heart and your mind. And we're made to engage with our outer world in love. Love others, just as God has loved you. So, this is where Jesus invites you to live. At the intersection of the past and the future, where our inner world meets our outer world. See, you can't live in the past, and you can't live in the future. The past is over. The future hasn't even happened yet. You can only live right now. And when that now is over, well, you get another now, and then another, and another. And you didn't create any of them. Each one of them, it's a gift. So, when you put all of this together, this is the life Jesus is inviting us into. We live right in the center with Him in the present. We remember our past with gratitude. We anticipate the future with hope. We dwell in our minds, our inner lives in peace, and we engage the outer world around us with love. See, this is how Jesus can say, hey, don't worry. Now, this is not Jesus giving you another rule. He's not saying don't worry because if you do, God's gonna be really mad. Jesus isn't trying to add to the burden. He's trying to lift it. Jesus is saying, you don't have to worry because there's something you forget. Don't worry because you live right here in this moment in 
time and space. And in this moment is right where God is. And your life is safe in the hands of your heavenly father. It's like when a child wakes up in the middle of the night crying because he's scared and his mother comes into the room, takes him into her arms and says, don't cry, don't be afraid. She's not scolding the child. She's reminding her child of what's real. You're safe. You're right here in this moment with me, so you don't have to be afraid. That's what Jesus means when he says to us, don't worry. He's not scolding. He's not commanding. He's reminding us of what's real. He's reassuring us of where we live in this moment with our Heavenly Father who has everything under control. He says, hey, just look at the birds. Five sparrows are worth about two pennies, and yet God sees every one of them, and you are infinitely more valuable than they are. So why would you think that God isn't with you, taking care of you right now and in every other moment of your life? Now, a lot of us may be tempted to say, well, that all sounds great, but I don't feel like God is with me or that he's taking care of me. I I don't have the great life that I want. I don't have the job that I want. I don't have the house or the money or the spouse that I want. I don't think God really cares that much for me. But here's the truth that maybe we don't want to hear, but we need to hear. Our problem is mostly with perspective. What I mean is this, regardless of what you don't have at the moment, I guarantee you there are people all over this world right now who would line up around the block for a chance to trade places with you. Someone would love to wake up in your same old house, drive your same old car, get your same old paycheck, kiss your same old spouse. They'd even be happy to take on your worries, your hurts, and your struggles. One day in your life would be the greatest day in theirs. It's all in your perspective. This is what Jesus is telling us, and we can choose to believe him or not, but this is what he says. Things are not just better than you think, they are infinitely better than you think. Things aren't just gonna turn out well, they will turn out better than you can even imagine. All the things we worry about, pain, injustice, suffering, death, they will all be done away with in the kingdom of God that is coming. The kingdom that is already beginning to break through in this world, the kingdom that you can live in right here in this intersection where God is and where he has you safely in the palm of his hand. Now, let me share something with you that a wise friend once shared with me. One day, he just asked me, he said, Jason, how many struggles, challenges, crises do you think you've encountered in your whole life? In other words, stuff that's just caused you to worry. Well, I sat and thought about it and I said, well, man, I don't know, but I mean, it'd probably be in the hundreds of thousands. And he said, okay, how many of those moments did you make it through? So I paused for a second and I said, well, I guess all of them, because if I hadn't, I wouldn't be here with you. And he looked right into my eyes and he said, exactly. He said, Jason, you have managed to come through every challenge, every crisis, every tough moment that you've ever encountered. So what do you think is gonna happen with this one that you're in now? I said, I'm gonna get through it too. And he said, exactly. The question is not if you'll get through. The only question is how? And see, that's the question for you and for me. That's why Jesus didn't command us not to worry. Because that never works, does it? You don't stop worrying by trying really hard not to worry, no. See, what Jesus does is he's offering us an invitation in verse 33. 
Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. See, he's saying make it your top priority to get in on what God is doing and to have his kind of goodness shape your character. Love God, follow God, serve God, think about God, be surrendered to God. Find him in this moment. See him in every person's face. Hear him in every voice. Watch him at work with the birds and the flowers. Rearrange your strategy for living around this remarkable opportunity to follow Jesus. And do this one day at a time. Live right in the center. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now. Focus on the how, not on the if. Because when we focus on the if, we just get overwhelmed. Did you know that the U.S. Department of Agriculture says every year the average American will eat 1,996 pounds of food? Now, imagine being in a room with all the food that you are going to eat over the course of a lifetime. If you're into the numbers, that's 42,000 pounds of dairy, 14,000 pounds of beef and poultry, 7,000 pounds of butter and fat. Now. What if somebody sat you down in a warehouse and said, okay, you gotta eat all of this food? <laughs> well, you'd be overwhelmed. But the fact is, we all are gonna do it. How? What's the secret to putting away 75 tons of food? It's one bite at a time, one day at a time. So how will you face all the heartbreak that life holds for you? How will you deal with all the problems? How will you handle the disappointment the loss, the grief. How will you accomplish the things that you need to do? One moment at a time. See, most of us think the answer to worry is to have less bad stuff happen to us. And sometimes people think, well, if I, I just follow Jesus, God's supposed to protect me from all the bad things. As long as I believe hard enough, well, that's his job. Jesus never said that. He never said, don't worry about tomorrow because if you have enough faith, everything's gonna be good. What he says is, so don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I wanna to finish by telling you a true story that I once heard from a preacher, and ever since I heard it, it just sort of stuck with me. And I think it might help some of you too. I'll just tell it the way he did from his perspective. He said, my family and I went on a vacation years ago to California and I carried my MasterCard with me. I hardly ever used this particular card, but I just kept it in case of an emergency. Somewhere during the vacation, I lost it. I had no idea where. It could have been somewhere on the beach in Coronado, in a fruit shop in Tijuana, at the seal show at SeaWorld, or one of the hundreds of McDonald's that we stopped at along the way. It could have been in anybody's possession, being used by God knows what. Now, normally, I would have been in a panic. I would have been worried about losing money, about finding the card, about canceling the card, and keeping it from ruining my vacation. But this time, he said it was different. I didn't feel any worries at all. I was completely calm. I didn't get angry, I didn't get frustrated. I was able to trust God. I enjoyed and loved my family and the entire vacation. You wanna know what the secret to my happiness was? He said, well, it's simple. I never knew that I'd lost it. He said, we'd stopped to visit with some friends and it fell out of my wallet at their house. And these were the days before cell phones. So he said, after we left, my friend found it 
He dropped it in an envelope and mailed it back to my house. It was actually waiting there for me when we got home from vacation. He said when I opened up the envelope, I stood there holding the card, thinking about how worried and how frustrated and how irritable I would have been on that vacation had I known that I had lost this card. And yet the whole time, all that anxiety, all the damage I would have done to people, it would have been totally useless because the answer to my worries, it was already in the mail, it was on its way to me. So he finished the story by saying this, the lesson I learned that day was this, by the time we figure out that a problem exists in our lives, God has already begun working on the solution. Every time we start to worry about whether or not we're going to get through a hard time, God has already worked out how we're going to get through it. So, I don't have to fret. I don't have to worry. I can cast all my anxiety on Him because they are as unnecessary as me worrying about my lost credit card. So are you worrying about anything today? Is your mind carrying you into the future over something that hasn't even happened yet? Are you wondering if you're gonna make it through? Well, Jesus has some good news for all of us worriers. God already knows, and he's already there. And you can live a good life within his kingdom where he's working everything out for your good. Jesus is inviting you and I to live in his good kingdom where we are held perfectly safe and secure in his loving hands. Nothing happens outside of his sight and nothing is beyond his grasp. We don't have to worry because he is working for our good. But living in his kingdom is not natural to us. It's gonna take practice. And here at Community Christian, we would love to help you take steps every day towards living fully in the kingdom of God. All you have to do is reach out to us by texting the words next step to the number you see on screen. Someone from our team would love to reach out to you and help you figure out what your next step is with God and with our community. So don't wait. In order for this video to be more meaningful than just another piece of content you'll consume, it needs to be a doorway into a community you can be committed to. And we'd love to help you do that. So reach out right now. But no matter what you do, I hope you leave knowing that no matter what you think about God, can't stop thinking about you.